Hi, I'm Ashley Appap. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap episodes from season one of the iconic series. Where everyone is hot. And no one calls an adult. Let's Let's go, go, bitches. Welcome to episode four, I think. Oh, yes, yes. Of Call an Adult. Neither of us knew. (laughs) Well, for one second, I was like, no, we're doing episode six and seven. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we're, yes, this is episode four of the pod. This is a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast where me, Ashley Appap, and... Me, Haley Tanto, are rewatching one of the most important pieces of uh, cinema, but on the TV, which is absolutely the show Pretty Little Liars. How are you, Haley? I'm all right. Feeling intense today. I was having, am I having an intense day? I feel like the coffees have hit me wrong, and I'm just I'm intense. Um, How many coffees have there been today? I always have two. Two coffees, one cup? Yes. Yes, two coffees, one cup. The viral video. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm um, really just normal, classic me. Um, vintage Ashley, I would say. Mm. Nothing crazy happening. Just been having a nice time being at home, honestly. Like, I'm yes. actually, I always feel a bit guilty and weird saying that I'm like I enjoy lockdown but it's good for me I I'm very bad at giving myself rest that my little bod definitely needs so it's good in that way um and more time to make this beautiful show with you 100% no and I think I'm this I'm a bit the same with lockdown I think if you're in a fortunate enough space um as we are as we are like I think it's not the end of the world and I do just take it as a time to be like okay time to make the most out of this and just chill out yes Um, that's not to say that that anyone that hates it uh, yeah should be feeling any other particular way feel however you feel that's it's completely contextual it's very like i was like if i had kids right now it would not be this story like that it's completely contextual and circumstantial i would say but yes for people like you and me Let's catch up on some culture. Let's do it. We There's are actually watching... too much culture at the moment. There's too much content and too much culture. There really is. And so instead of focusing on new stuff, we're going to focus on some stuff from approximately, what, 13, 15 years ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Something 11? like that. 11? Legs 11 years ago. Legs 11 years ago. Oh, my God. Unrelated. Well, it, it's fully related, but... Um, after last episode, I looked up, I did look up a compilation about how to pronounce Troyan. And it, it's Troyan, like every t- every time, every time it's like Troyan, Troyan. And I'm like, where did I get Troyan? I I love it. It's exotic. Troyan. Troyan. It's I, a fun spin. It's Troyan. It's Troyan. And is it Belisario or is it something else? I forget. Belisario sounds the nicest. Yeah. As two people with 
surnames that get mispronounced like i should have more imp- i don't know i should have more like sensitivity to the situation but i'm just like troy and- cancel her cancel Haley. cancel me no don't uh these episodes are jam-packed and we are pleased that by accident we're doing two episodes because each each episode of this except for the pilot if you mm. didn't know already we watched two episodes of pll and then discuss them um and the two that we're doing today just happen to be uh, companion episodes which happens yes. sometimes throughout the show and a lot of shows but um just a stroke of luck for us yeah it's it's really for two it's like very lucky that the pilot was so damn juicy and chaotic and perfect a perfect a really good pilot um Excellent. a perfect piece of chaotic television that we had to give it its own episode and it's lined up that we are now doing the two homecoming episodes together in a lump. B to B, back to back. Which is great. And these are really, this is, I was thinking, I, th- I kind of wrote it in my notes during the second, like during episode seven, I think, but I don't know if it's that sometimes my partner watches it over my shoulder and he hasn't seen it. So I really want it to like live up to the insane hype. Mm-hmm. PLL starts with a bang and then I feel like it's taking its time to really reach what I know about it, which is like dolls, masks, people getting pushed down something, men Murders. being killed. Um, but I think, season, I think the season one finale is what sets that all. Like, I think once the first body, like... Rolls. Yeah, I. but I, it's, um, it's taking its time. Well, I mean, we do have our first... Uh, member of the core four in hospital in mm. these two episodes, which True. sets a tone for that's going to happen a bunch of times. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a pattern we're establishing here. Um, 100%. But we have some excellent episodes upcoming, and it is a slow burn, but we really appreciate anyone who's listened this far and will continue to listen because we love watching the show and we know we how we love fucking insane it will get. Ooh. And we hope you join mm. along for the ride because it is absolutely worth it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so shall we talk about episode six, No Place Like Homecoming? Let's go. Do you have a synopsis? I didn't write down the stand ones that are like um, very general. Okay. Um, so if you want to read out a synopsis, that would be cute. Episode six, There's No Place Like Homecoming. It was directed by Norman Buckley, uh, written by Maya Goldsmith. And uh, made on or released on July 13th, 2010. Norman Buckley is actually an OC man. He's like a legend. Um, he like directed stuff for the OC, for Chuck, for Gossip Girl. Ooh, we're but I company. know him from like the OC credits pretty much. Um, we stand. We do. Norm. We do stand. Very thankful for this older gentleman for directing so much. Teen drama. Teen drama. Zaddy. Zaddy. So basically it says on Wikipedia, Emily accepts an offer to go to homecoming with Toby, despite Hannah presuming she wanted to go with Maya. Spencer gets ready for homecoming with Alex as her date, but will things go as she planned to? Hannah meets Lucas when she joins the Real Love Waits celibacy club with Sean. Aria is still reeling over her breakup with Ezra and the tension between her parents. Spencer asks Hannah to collect Jenna's psychotherapy file with a shocking twist. Also, apparently the band 2AM Club guest stars. 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this will come up. This will come up for me of like, who the hell are the 2am club? Um, <laughs> not to disrespect any 2am clubbers out there if that is or their fan base 2am club themselves. 2am club themselves. You should go and club yourself. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like you're telling that's... them to whack themselves in the head. <laughs> it's so threatening. Do we want to dive uh, in? Yeah, uh, we we I think we open on the girls all comforting Arya in her room as she's really mostly upset about her breakup with Ezra. But they all think it's about the family breaking up and going through turmoil. Yes, exactly. There is one line um, where they're telling her to take off her sweatpants, and she's like, this "They're comfy." The- this is one of like and the only notes I have for this scene <laughs> is about amazing. the sweatpants. What, did, what have you written down? Mine is just they're the nicest sweats I've ever seen. They're like, these yeah, are gross. You, they're like grafting to your skin. I'm like, I didn't notice these were like a sweat combo. No, Lucy Hale makes sweats look like. Good? Good. I, I genuinely couldn't think of. I, I was trying to think of a word that rhymed with sweats that would make sense, but I couldn't do it in that moment. And I apologize. It's my formal uh, apology for that huge, huge moment of. What's your opinion on dumb the sweats? Because that's my opinion is that I'm like, she barely looks disheveled if she's been in this for a long time. She looks fine. It wasn't about the, the sweat so much, it was about the comment when Aria says, So. Are you just going to start wearing mum jeans? And I wrote, if only they knew how the fashion trends would change. Yeah. The jeans I buy are specifically called the mum jean from Cotton On. Yes, from Cotton On. Both and of apparently we're not allowed to wear skinny legs anymore. Which no, honestly good. We do, That's one thing like Zoomers The young have. kids will cancel us, so we yeah. can't. But if they do bring back hipster jeans, like low-rise jeans, good for anyone that wants to wear them. I'm it's not, not coming us. for the ride. No. Um, Count me out. Homecoming um, is coming. We established that, that like, oh, homecoming is on the cards. Yep. Yeah, and Hannah is uh, trying to get everyone's votes for homecoming queen. Good for her. I think it's crazy that Spencer is taking Alex, who's the guy from the club she like just met. Yeah, absolutely. It's if you bold remember the last episode, beautiful. she met him. And he kind of has a moral compass and she likes that. Um, Also, in this scene, before we get to the next scene, Arya, they discuss Emily and Arya going stag together because they don't have dates. And someone said, oh, my God, something along the lines of you you would make such a cute couple. Mm. And then Arya says the sentence... How'd Suddenly I... I'm Samantha Ronson. The sentence is, how'd I go from mum jeans to being Samantha Ronson? Aria Montgomery on being queer. Aria using Samantha Ronson as a queer reference is the most dated thing I've it's, heard. That so was far. my, I think because maybe at that time, um, Samantha Ronson was quiet in the zeitgeist and she might've been dating Lindsay at the time when her and Lindsay Lohan were together. Yeah, maybe. Um, Fact check. <laughs> uh, or I'm just spreading gossip. But I think, like, I heard that and I was like, whoa, this takes me back to, like, Perez Hilton 2010, which is when this was written. Yeah. Um, I also Crazy. wrote that down. I like that Hannah, when she's talking about Byron, it's like, he slept with one of his students and it, like, zooms in on Aria. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you want to, you pretty much 
you you're projecting your dad's stuff onto Mr. Fitz. Yeah. And we love the way that um I feel like Hannah is always the moral moral compass of everyone. Absolutely. And they use her as a very good uh way to the things that she says that are clearly just her points of view and her morals shining through they use it in a very good way to make the other characters be like ah oh, fuck i'm doing mm. something bad because she's yep. just so herself and Hannah so... is the every woman exactly she does often make mistakes but she always she does makes up for them admits unlike others i think um, she has the most relatable and most like yeah at her core i'm like hannah hannah is our yeah our view whereas aria does is i've said like is the de facto main character which is like supported by the fact that she's the one that says shush in the intro on Stan. Like she's. The inciting incident is her coming home, kind the of. The inciting is like she is kind of our. Yeah, she's our main character in that way, but I do think, yes, we agree that Hannah is. Yeah, she's the moral compass of the, the shot. Yeah, we, we stand. Um, um, a planting a message in every fortune cookie is like iconic and psychotic. Oh. They are clearly at this point like, okay, we need to get these A messages into any form of communication that they mm. can to, you know, really drive home that A is everywhere and A is everything. Uh, and I love it. They break into I the fortune cookies it. and then they read this sentence. Uh, my handwriting so bad. Oh, lions, lions and, tigers and tigers and bitches. And bitches oh, my. oh my. There's no place like homecoming. See you there. A. Is the lions and tigers like... It's from uh, The Wizard of Oz. They're trying no, to say I know lions that. and tigers and bears. Oh, my. But I'm like, why in the, what in the, I don't, this is, I don't understand why this is the quote. I do because it's, because the, the the quote is, there's no place like home. Oh, true. And they go, that is good. Coming. <laughs> you know what? That is good. And I'm a dumb bitch. A is no, smart no, no, and no. I'm a dumb bitch. You're a genius. You're just having a, having a day with too many coffees in one cup and you're the cup. I'm the cup. I was haven't seen Wizard of Oz in a very long time. Um, that is good. That's actually a good one for A. Good for, good for them. Um, good for you and good for A, A, A. Notice how I didn't do Olivia Rodrigo's good for you. I did the one from Dear Evan Hansen. Good. <laughs> for me. Anyway. Well, good for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other one. I did it. Because um, I'm having a dumb bitch day. Uh, then we get the no. intro, I assume. Um, yeah, and then we cut to the Real Love Waits meeting. Um, and we meet Lucas for the first time. Lucas! Ah! I will and say... You go. I was going to say, straight from the top, there's such great chemistry between Hannah and Lucas. And we stand him. I think this Real Love Waits scene is one of my favourite scenes in the show. It opens so well because it opens on Sean, like just a close up of him. And you think he's talking to Hannah because he's like, my parents are away this weekend or something like come over. And then it zooms out and he's talking to some other blonde and you're like, (gasps) and then another reveal. They're at a real love waits meeting, Um, much to Hannah's chagrin. Uh, It's yeah, I just great direction by our main man, Norman. Yes. And we love that. And we love him. And then obviously we get this Lucas and Hannah moment. And I will say, I, I 
I'll speak as like I'll speak about Lucas as we take him, as we meet him, not about where he goes. Absolutely. So my thoughts on him for this episode and the next are like what we're seeing in the moment. God, I love Lucas. I welcome his charisma, his acting. Great Um, acting. He's buttering up Um, Hannah so much. I'm like, Lucas, you're not that ugly. And Hannah is gorgeous. But like, you like, he's being so cute. At this point, he's showing his sass. He's like, fuck her. I don't want anything to do with her. She's just like Allison. And I have trauma related to Allison. Um, And then I love this line. He says, I spend my weekends playing Wii alone. Just A plus. Just a great visual. It's A plus. Um, later, he talks about going home to watch Hoarders, I think. And I'm like, I love Luke. Like, he's just, mm. he's a burst of energy. And I think um, he's very sardonic. And I think Hannah can be sardonic and Spencer can be sardonic. But he's got a real, like, Seth Cohen energy that I unfortunately crave. Oh, yeah. We all need it sometimes. We all crave it. In these teen sitcoms, I think it's nice to have a character that can provide some like meta commentary or just a different point of view. And I think Lucas does that. And it broadens his, you know, development as a character to be able to imagine someone Mm. doing these things and have like interests and character traits that aren't just Mm. like, this is my family is going through this. That's so true because like that was like the power of Seth Cohen is that he had a lot of Adam Brody's things and he had a lot of Josh Schwartz, the creator's things. And that's why Mm -hmm. the OC was such a cultural touchstone. Yes, I'm always on the OC's arse. (laughs) I love it. I'm always on its dick, I should say. I love it. But it is like the OC was like, oh, we got Death Cab for Cutie. We got The Killers. We got – they talk about like – anime and stuff in it whereas yeah yeah, pll is so devoid of i don't know what in that way yeah i don't know what any of these girls like and you know what the one moment where they shove it in there it doesn't make any sense is when toby is like i love the band circus survive and it makes sense for him Mm. but then emily's like yeah i love that band and we never hear about her liking that kind of music or anything again and it's Mm. clearly just something they threw in for them to bond about when and emily especially i feel like has no like she's like swimming she's just no interest she's sport and her sexual orientation this might be a hot take this might be a scandal give it to me given the male characters more depth in that way and more interests than the females oof well because even like aria wants to be a writer I don't All really we know is a... that she likes to watch black and white movies. Like, Ugh. like name the movie you love and don't let mm. it be. Anyway, no, I'm not going to. No. Um, I was going to say don't let it be like breakfast at Tiffany's because that's a Blair Waldorf thing. But yeah. anyway, I was like, she can have it. Um, but yeah, it's like quote books and stuff like because Ezra has a little bit of kick to him in that way. I don't know. I think I just really appreciated some pop because pop culture references are so fun because then in 10 years we're like what in the heck is this reference oh we know it and it really time stamps something like hannah would absolutely watch laguna beach oh yes absolutely like and it's knowing that lucas plays we alone like that's Mm. a specific type of person and it frames like who he's going to be and who he was you know it's it's 100 good specific um next i have hannah is trying to get jenna's file from the therapist um we see her trying to do that 
um, from the psychologist's office, which is important for the plot. It's important. And then we hear that Toby bought two tickets to Homecoming and Spencer is very nervous about that. Yes. And thinks it is sus. There's a lot of like dramatic I again I won't we don't want to talk too spoilery but there's a lot of like no. Spencer shitting on Toby that I'm like oh, girl <laughs> if you've seen As the show <laughs> Alexander Hamilton once said just you wait just you wait just um, you wait I've written Mona being a judgmental bitch I think that's yes. about Alex This made me realize Mona has not been around for like a few episodes cuz no. I missed her We miss her we do we do um I mean this in the coolest way, and I apologize because this word offends people, but I feel like for Australians, it doesn't really offend us. Um, she's cunty, and I like it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's super cunty. Um, she's sassy. She's mean. She's rude. I love it when Hannah's like, she says something just completely awful, I think, and then Hannah goes, once you get to know her, she's really funny. I'm like, I think she's just a bitch. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, But she does also say she's just really insecure, which is not, I, yeah. I like that they can that Hannah the moral compass of the show once yeah. again has the ability to see th- see that and be like I'm not going to abandon this person who is very insecure and that's why she is that way so I love that as well 100%. um next I've written we see Toby's tattoo it says 901 901 free at, at last, last. Woo! um which is important in a while it's important um and um, then oh, also yeah, no, okay. another moment where they give a boy a trait based on an interest when he asks Emily to go to homecoming with him, Toby, he says, I didn't think listening to the Smiths in my room alone was a scene. We learn more about his interests once again. I didn't pick up. Yeah, true that he likes the Smiths. Again, it's like, yeah, boys have like cool, interesting tastes. Um, This is where my partner was watching it with me and he was so shocked when Toby pulls out the biggest tickets I've ever seen in my whole <laughs> life. He pulls out the biggest tickets that are fully flat, like they haven't been folded, pulls them out of what, his pocket? And we were both, ag- we were aghast at how that was. The worked. size of the It paper. was so like TV. It was like, they were so perfect. I'm like, oh, these tickets are huge. That's so funny. Huge. Oh. We love um, Dale's observations. Shout out to Dale. <laughs> he um, hangs around sometimes. He hangs um, around. He hangs around. He's in. He's he in. A, you put him in a corner when we're recording, and then he comes out when it's when it's time for him to be around again. Sammy. <laughs> um. My next thing. So like, sorry if I'm jumping. My next thing is about. And this becomes like a more recurring thing. But when I took the note, I was like, I was not aware of this like real wealth divide narrative between Spencer. <laughs> And Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, which does become like a greater, as I watched on, I was like, yes, this is a really big sticking point. In these two episodes especially, yeah. Um, I've written Alex showing up to school to talk to Spencer about her outfit seems illegal. Like yes. he just shows up at the school and is there helping her do something in their like free period or whatever. No How one texts someone who doesn't go to the school. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. People no only text when they're like, the murder is behind you or being like see you in hell bitches hey like, like no don't don't like, destroy the file which we'll get to for the next episode Ugh. or call like just call but yeah he just shows just up at the school that feels like that's not allowed 
No. Um, but then uh, she keeps encroaching her... on his space later, so I've got like, oh, yeah. The yeah. boundaries across everyone in this show is like, it's bad. It's wild. And basically, uh, he just is asking her what color dress she's wearing so he can match a suit to it, and she's like, no, don't pay for anything. Uh, you know, you are poor, basically, is the mm. subtext. Like, I'm rich, you're poor. I don't want you. You work very hard. I don't want you to have to pay for anything. Good intentions. Anyway, it's they're, they're very touchy. It's a, very, it's a lot for the school grounds, but um, that's that. I've written, Jenna teases about the truth about Toby uh, mm. and that it would make Emily hate him. So that's a little like, oh, what was it? What is it? Mm, what is it? Mm. And then we get like a weird Toby and Jenna scene, which feels like a Cruel Intentions 3 electric boogaloo kind of, like it feels very inspired by Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Um, I've written about something that I really cared about that has nothing to do with anything, but I loved. Um, Hannah goes in to get the file from the therapist's office. uh, Like I said Oh my God, this is my favorite scene. Me too. Okay. And she says, there's her... And there's this man who this is This man is the be- deserves an Emmy. He does. He does. Uh, he's the pinnacle of this episode. Oh. She says, what are you doing? She's not expecting <laughs> anyone to be there painting. And he goes, baking a cake. He screams sarcastically, <laughs> baking and, a cake. What and does then it she look like? says, do you know when you'll be done? And he goes, no. <laughs> oh, and then I like when it's like, <clears throat> he's like baking a cake. And then they pan down to like the paint yeah i don't know why it was a perfect scene it was truly extremely funny he was like this is my shot this is gonna land me you know a role in the next chuck laurie sitcom i need to be on today and he was and i hope that he charisma yeah he his charisma just like jumped off the screen it was beautiful and it's my favorite um (laughs) me too I'm so glad um, you noticed because it was just gorgeous. I've rewatched great. it like three times. So worth it. Mm. Um, next, I've written, as always, in teen dramas, this high school has a budget of $1 million for the dance. Yes. my I have one note just because, like, we'd heard nothing about this person. My one note is, who the hell is Chris Pazzini? <laughs> <laughs> when, like... <laughs> When Hannah or someone is like, oh, my God, come to the dance. Like, Sean's friend Chris Pazzini loves you. And I'm like, who is Chris Pazzini? We never hear him. Imagine if if Chris Pazzini is A. That would have been a better ending to the whole series if it was Chris Pazzini the whole time. Yeah, it would have been. And I'm actually going to put forward my vote that A is Chris Pazzini. (laughs) That's my theory. He doesn't actually get the full Staliano. Hey, Mumbo. Mumbo, Christmas Eve. This is a great, I don't know. I loved it. Just because we'd heard so much about like Noel Khan. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, is it Noel Khan? Like, who do they say? And she's like, Chris Pazzini. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I don't think and we ever hear king. of him ever again, too. And then I was like, I wonder what this hip band from 2009 is. And then later I realized it's the 2AM club that I of am course. not aware of. The infamous. Um, oh. I've written... Melissa is at the dance as like a chaperone or something about to rev- she's like the person that's going to give out the award for homecoming king and queen and she looks like Elvira with her she- hair to the high heavens Dale it did is. say my partner did say that woman has the biggest hair I've ever seen 
And I was like, thank you. Yes. Yes. That's the note. Oh, I was just going to say before, because I guess that Chris Pizzini bit, I think, happened when Hannah and Aria are like talking maybe in one of like maybe Aria's room and Hannah's like showing all these dresses. She's like, so are you wearing this dress or this dress? And then and and Hannah, uh, Aria's like, "Mm." and you think she's going to pick like the dazzling one. Then they cut straight to her entering the dance hall in a dress that Completely was not an Completely different dress. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry and to if Hannah. If we're talking about you... dresses, um, Hannah's dress is, oh my God. Again, disgusting. What did, what did Ashley Benson do to, to the costume, costume designer. designers? Absolutely. It's like f- she's got like a uh, early 2000s. Uh, v kind of boob line that just doesn't look like anything. Her boobs and look great. The rest, they look yes. They I mean they always look great. She's got she's a, got exceptional boobs. She has uh, really but good boobs. The rest of the dress is like a sack covered in feathers or like shoelaces. That's what it looks I like. I don't understand it. Emily has like a the mint best blue. dress. Yeah, Emily looks. Emily great. looks hot as fuck. We stand. That we dress that's on that's look. Can young Shay Mitchell act? No. Is Emily a pretty boring character? Yes. Does yeah. she look hot as fuck? Yes. Yes. My, um, next, my, my next note is I think maybe uh, the first of many to come in the series, trigger warning, transphobic moments uh, that we will be encountering. Uh, and that is Mona referring to Lucas as Hermie, the hermaphrodite, oh, yeah. and calling him Shim. Just crazy. Oh, I didn't hear the I didn't hear the shim bit. Um, yeah, yeah. In reference to uh, a horrible bullying name that sh- that Allison used to call. Lucas. Yeah, when they said that, I was like, oh, I completely forgot about this. And also, it's extremely. It is such a like mid two thousands vibe or like early mm-hmm. sorry two thousands vibe of like that kind of rumor being started about a person at school that is now just like completely like transphobic or like <laughs> and so it has just like no there's no no like incident that makes anyone assume that it's just no. a way to just then at that point in time it was a way to bully someone it's so yeah absolutely so that is of course the trauma he has with allison that i referred to earlier and then hannah having having to be like he is not a hermaphrodite (laughs) i was like absolutely yeah i but defend him more i don't know that was but then also say and if he was that's that's not a problem you're being cunty transphobic yeah Bad cunty. Bad cunty. Yes, it's not fun tea. It's like bad. Um, I was just going to say, when you were talking about like the first of many before it took that other turn, I thought you were going to, because I have a note being like, oh, our first like, because it was Carnivale themed. And I'm like, oh my God, our first like big masked event in PLL. <clears throat> and there's no, there's like a hall of mirrors, I think in the se- in the episode after yes, this one, definitely. but there were actually less masks. Because I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, Dale's going to see, like, how fantastic and how PLL PLL No, you is. know what episode we need to have Dale on for? Uh, the Ghost Train episode. Oh, my – absolutely. I want ev- – One of my favourite episodes of the show. Let, we got to – this isn't for sh- – this isn't spoiling anything. When is Ghost – when is that? I'll look it up. 
But just so everyone knows, that episode has Adam Lambert in it, okay? And we love Adam Lambert. He's in... He's in Queen now. Yeah, he's great. I don't remember Spencer telling her parents she took uh, about the essay. No, she did. She did tell her dad. And then he was like, well, you know, if you won, you won. Was that in the buttercream scene? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was mid buttercream. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to remember to add the segment of who gets a buttercream. <laughs> also, the Ghost Train episode is season three, episode 13. So I knew we've got it a while. It reinvigorates, it kind of like reinvigorates the series. I remember like watching that being like, damn, I'm back. Um, yeah. I just want to say, because I think Melissa's like, oh, you took my essay, blah, blah, blah. Um, I will say all she does is take from her sister. Her sister's terrible, but all Spencer does is take things from her sister. So I kind of get Melissa being an, a very embittered. Yeah, she has every reason to be as much of a dickhead to her sister as she is, but also yeah. we still hate her because she's We do still hate her. Okay, so that was before anyway, and then we get the awful kind of transphobic stuff, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Lucas is king at this time. Mm-hmm. And then I've written, Ezra ignoring Arya uh, at the bag toss is finally a responsible move from him, even though it's fueled by immaturity. He's like basically Ooh. ignoring her because he's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. You told your yeah. friends about me, but at least he's fucking ignoring her. That's what they should be. I had a note earlier on between like the um, real love waits meeting and Mona, like somewhere between that, my note is an Aria and Ezra scene where Ezra ignores her. Finally. Don't remember the context for that. Um, They're in then, the yeah, hallway at school that, like, and she tries to talk to him and he said he has a meeting. Yeah, and I'm like, good. And same thing here. I like that she encroaches on his territory and doesn't have to be there. And then she's like, well, I guess we're stuck. And I'm like, Lee, like, get, get it. I wrote after that, Aria almost tells Ezra about last summer. She's like about to tell him why, who, who, who A is and that she doesn't actually know who it is. And she goes, well, last summer. And then she's like, it's complicated and doesn't say anything. So that, you know, could have changed the whole direction of the shoe. Crazy. But she didn't. Um, but she didn't. Um, and then I've written, why are Toby Emily and Emily Toby holding hands? Holding hands. When they walk in. Yes, exactly. Jinx. Oh, it breaks my heart when, um, and this shows how much Hannah is like the moral compass when Emily says, I thought at least you'd understand. Mm-hmm. And she says that to Hannah specifically. And I'm like, damn right, Hannah is the better one of everyone. Yes, but also no one has a right to understand anything because as I've written down here, this is another instance where Emily says absolutely nothing to her friends. Yes. And just makes ultra confusion by showing up with Toby when they have no idea that they're even friends or lab partners hurts, or anything. Yeah, and it hurts my... It, this is... Confu- I don't know. This is confusing. In retrospect, this is what I was talking about last time of like... When I was like, are we meant to pick up on a vibe? We were absolutely meant to pick up on a sexual vibe between the two if they walk in holding hands. I guess, but also, I don't know. I don't know. It's confusing. I'm just mad because Emily's the worst communicator of all time. Can I just, and then my next thing is about how, because I think Melissa, Spencer's sister, intercepts Alex, the towel boy Mm -hmm. or the ragman, because I think she keeps calling him towel guy. Ragman. And I call him ragman. (laughs) 
Um, Alexander Ragman. <laughs> Alexander Ragman. I think it would be more fun because, yeah, you can tell that, like, ooh, Melissa's going to get even after the whole Ren thing. And I think this would be more fun if, like, all inappropriate adult teen relationships, she tried to fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't yeah. happen. I think that would be way more fun if she, like, fucked him. Fucked beautiful yeah. Alex. Yeah, why but not? But they don't. At this point, why not? Spencer realizes that 901 Free at Last is in reference, is the same numbers as the date that Allison went missing. So then they're Absolutely. like, oh my God, he killed Allison. We need to find him right now. And he's off with Emily. Oh no, what is happening? And then oh I've no. Written, um, we love Maya trying to get Emily to accept her queerness. Um, Maya and- is great and very patient, but also like pushing Emily. But I think in a good way i think she pushes emily in a good way it's not like come out of the closet it's more just like hey like communicate i think that's as you said emily's not good at communicating no um and maya deserves the world the world um i've written here sean can't dance uh no just just if you watch the episode look out for sean dancing he can't um and then fitz gets really jealous and yuck and sad when watching Sean and Arya dancing and it's gross but also he does the right thing and he leaves yes at some point I've written Hannah is always cold (laughs) no idea (laughs) Um, because she's always it's very like Bojack Horseman weirdly or like animation that anytime she's uncomfortable she I'll do it to Ash but like she does this she like she takes one of her her arms arms and like warms the other arm which I think in like Bojack and like animation always means like I'm up, like I'm thinking and I'm con- like it doesn't mean you're cold. It's, it's like very con- Diane Newen. It is. That's her. exactly every like Diane constantly does it on Bojack Horseman. Um, and I just noticed that Ashley Benson as Hannah Marin does it a lot. Then we see Spencer talking to a psychic who is in a lot of film and TV. Oh, yeah, just, yes. This is why Hannah's always cold, because in that scene is where we get um, Lucas being like, I guess I could just go home and watch the new Hoarders episode with my parents. And I was like, there's a new Hoarders episode out? Um, We got to watch it. We got to watch it. We got to review it. Uh, And also, this is my theory with this episode, but in every scene from here on out, there is a couple making out in the background. Yes, there is in this scene. Yes, we see to be that. like we're at a dance. Okay, yeah, and then and we to cut also to... create sexual tension between Lucas and Hannah, which I'm living for. I yeah. love it. I feel it. Um, but anyway, yes. So then we cut to Spencer and Alex getting their fortune read. Spencer's very distracted until she gets a card on card. Uh, but before that, the psychic is saying things along the lines of like. Uh, a class divide. She's basically talking about everything that's happening in the episode with Spence. Mm. It's very, it's very hand in fist. Is that what people say? H- ham fisted? Oh, ham, ham fist. I was like, a fist foot of in ham. mouth? Like what do you, <laughs> it is, it's ham. It's very fisted. hand, foot and mouth disease. It's very hand, you know what? It's actually too hand, foot and mouth disease for me. So yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's very hand fisted. She gets a tarot card that says kiss bye bye to your bff on a tarot this card. is crazy that like a is amazing a is god a is everywhere kiss goodbye a is all BFF. around us i have here ezra realizes he can't have a normal relationship with aria 
And then I wrote, so stop fucking trying. They are having like the loudest conversation in a hallway at school. They yeah. are sus as fuck. Also, he got a haircut to impress a high school student. I didn't notice the haircut. It looks exactly the same. I also didn't notice, but he's like, and yes, I did get this to impress you. And I'm like, oh, buddy, buddy. Oh, it made me sad. Have higher self-esteem, Ezra. Yeah. Oh, my God. In that scene, before I forget, he says, so you can come over and have one of the three meals I can cook. Last time we had this discussion, he said two meals. And now there are three meals. Suddenly in in this time, he's learned a a third meal. I wish they would get into that. I want to know what the third meal is. Dale also did say, again, he was watching this one without context. Because I think Ezra's like, you can come over and have like, or yeah, he's like, I wish you could come over and have one of the three meals I can cook because then he goes on like a rant. But Dale thought it was about why he couldn't cook. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's doing this like emotive speech that's like, I can't cook many meals because of these things. (laughs) And I was like... I want to steal that, but I have to credit you instead. That's why I'm yep. crediting him. Um, thank you, Dale. Thank you, Dale, the third host of this podcast. There's a line that I have to talk about. <laughs> I have to address it. Um, Bring it up. Melissa says to Spencer, do you need me to tweet it to you? <laughs> Which is incredibly 2010, and it's incredibly and also, written you don't- by a 60-year-old man. And you don't tweet to someone. No, that's the thing. I was like... You tweet at someone, bitch. This is not a young person writing this line. That's so Um, But it's very zeitgeisty and I appreciate that. Like, it's very like, what? Do you want me to put it on your Facebook wall? Do you want me to post it and have you repost it on your Tumblr? MySpace, Do you want I think, was me to put point. you in my top friends on MySpace? Is that what you want, Spencer? Um, Do you uh, want me to update my status on MSN? That's all. <laughs> I wish I had MSN still. Okay. Me too. Um, and then I wrote, I... stop being alone in these rooms with Toby. Yeah. Home. Toby says the sentence, why don't we go upstairs to the chem lab? And it's, no, 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 it's no, terrifying. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Um, and then Alex leaves the dance because Melissa has convinced him that he is too poor for Spencer, basically. And you know what? Spencer is really internalizing the whole wage gap, wealth gap between yeah. them. And she's also anyway. been ignoring him all night like he's an accessory. So it makes sense that Melissa telling him that would make him go, "Oop, yeah, I am just trying to, I'm here to piss off her dad. Makes sense. Um, I think there's also a bit though in back to like Emily and Toby, there's a bit where she's like, why do you like me? And I was like, Emily, what a fish, what a fish for compliments. You are gorge. Why wouldn't you like you? A magnifique human being. Oh yeah. Uh, And then on the outside, but on the inside, you are so boring. Pretty boring. Um, Embrace your queerness. Hannah, <laughs> when Hannah, like, um, then it must cut to, like, the dance, like, the hall, and, like, Hannah comes out at the top of the stairs with Lucas's jacket on, I think. Yep. Cute. She looks like she's in a sketch show with, like, a big jacket. Like, she looks like she's in a sketch show, and she's kind of like, it's the next sketch. And she's like, girls. <laughs> 
there's another sketch. Just, I don't know, it reminded me of me in a sketch show, and that's... Oh, absolutely. It made Big me... Haley energy. Yeah, running around in, like, an oversized blazer is extremely me. It is. Um, I've written and... here, that's the moment where they're basically announcing homecoming queen and king, and Hannah's yes. like, we gotta go! And they're like, then they're calling, they're gonna call your name if you win. And she's like, there's no time! I feel like there was she... time. There definitely was. It? was. Um, and she gets Jenna's file... But the twist is, it's not Jenna's file at all. It's Toby's file. Toby has the one that's been singing the psychotherapist. And therefore, they're like, he's crazy. And they open the file and they read what's in it, which we'll get to shortly. And they're like, um, oh, my God, where is he? That, he's with Emily. We need to save her. Yes. And before that, there is a sad virgin standing on stage <laughs> because Hannah and Sean won. And Sean is up there being sad. And he has a crush on Aria now, Probs. And he's like, got to get my dick wet. Yeah. Oh, well, he's, I think he's, he, they touched on this in the next episode. He's mainly just trying to dance with Arya to make uh, Hannah jealous and gets her attention, I think, because she's a bit distracted. Um, also, True. as Melissa is about to announce who the winner of Homecoming King and Queen are, she announces that the winner gets a brand new Toyota, Toyota, a brand new Toyota Corolla. That is one sweet ride. And I'd like to say, little Miss Richie Rich, Miss. Uh, I go to the Hamptons. Would not think that a Toyota Corolla is a sweet ride. Do they win a to- Oh wait, is that what Alex is? I thought that was like a raffle. It's a raffle, and and one of the girls wins. Um, it doesn't spoil anything because we never hear it about again. Emily wins. Emily wins a car, and I don't Emily think we ever see. Emily wins a Toyota. Yeah, Emily. Emily- wins a 2009 Toyota Corolla, which is the car I have. I Are have you the 2009. Emily? Yeah. No, you're much I'm Emily. better than Emily. My uh, professional If it's opinion. a hatchback. I don't think it was a hatchback. I have a hatchback. Dox yourself. <laughs> Come find. <laughs> if you see a Toyota Corolla 2009 hatchback, it's me. All of them. Haley so actually owns all of them. Every, Haley any, has wherever a you shed are. like Jay Leno with every single Toyota Corolla. <laughs> 2009 hatchback if you ever see one i don't care if you're in brazil or if you're in australia or america if you see it beep at it because it's me <laughs> toot toot um so then um, is this where we get a flashback about step sibling sex absolutely we find cool. out what the issue is uh that ali has been threatening toby with the information that is in the file that is the reason he's going to psychotherapy is because jenna has been pressuring him into fucking her and they've been having step sibling incest but i mean it's mm. they're not they're step siblings like we said so it's not really incest but it is incest in a way and it's troubling him and he goes to therapy for it as anyone would and should i believe yes um yeah the 90s really glamorized step sibling sex mm, clueless cruel intentions. cruel intentions probably a lot more um uh, that show, yeah. Life with Derek. I don't think I've seen that. Canadian show. Anyway. Huh. Um, well, Canadians can also have sex with their step-siblings. I do think it's bad because it does create, <laughs> uh, like, it is a power imbalance, I think, to romanticize, like, oh, if you and your step-sibling are the same age and the same, like, corresponding sexual orientation, that's fair play, when really that's, like, pretty terrible for power dynamics, I would say. 
That's my take on step-sibling sex. Absolutely. Um, because I think I used to be like, in Clueless, it's so cute. And I was like, I don't really get the problem. Like, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> you got to do it. Whereas I mean, now, yeah. Like, the, the, the one exception is if it's Paul Rudd. The one, that is the one. And Clu- I think Clueless just does a cute. I don't know. Maybe it would be weird watching it now, but it was cute and Clueless. Anyway, it's bad. They're fucking. Next we have, so now Emily and Toby are in the chemistry lab. He's trying to tell her about the incest and she starts to get nervous and is getting texts from the girls being like, where are you? Toby's You're with dangerous. Ali's killer. We have proof. I think Aria texts. Yes, which is crazy. Um, and the proof to them is that he in therapy has said, Allison was this girl Allison was threatening me um, about knowing this secret and it's really weighing heavy on me. So they're like, that means it's the killer. Um, and then she pushes him, and I've written in all caps, drama. Uh, Absolute drama. And then I've written Emily, and and then I've written Shay Mitchell is such a bad actor. I've written Emily threw down, she like pushes him and then she like puts down, <laughs> she doesn't throw down a stool. She like slowly, slowly puts down it. a stool. Yeah, and then goes like, eh, at the end. And it's, it's so funny. Great. It's my favorite bit is when she slowly kind of puts a chair down to block in. Onto the floor. It's excellent. Um, and she needs help, but everyone is busy watching the 2AM club because <laughs> they're they the best be. band. They're the greatest band of our generation, the 2AM club. Yeah. They do spoken word in their songs. <laughs> and then it ends on a big old cliffhanger. <gasps> Emily, like falling and screaming. And then it cuts to one of the post-show A scenes that says City of Rosewood, population 7,988. 7, and then it's the last number is being painted over and it becomes 7,988. I think that's my favourite um, A. Post scene. Yeah. Post scene. It's so it's – in, it's, it's big. It's a big swing. To be it's like a big epilogue, yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, as in no. it's a great cliffhanger. And then, like, the next episode, it's like, well, Emily's not dead and no one else died. <laughs> so it kind of actually makes no sense. But it's an amazing no. cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler it's dramatic. Alone, it means nothing. Um, but it does make <laughs> us, for that week, think that Emily's dead. Um, it's very funny. Oh, I, when I saw that, because I, I was like, oh. Man, I wish I forgot that when I first watched this, I probably would have been like, can't believe Emily's dead now. R.I.P. Like, it's a great ending. I feel like this is. is where we are finding our PLL feet. The show is. And really also like. she's really not bringing anything to the table in terms of acting. If she had died, you would have just been like, I guess there's going to be a new Emily. <laughs> yeah. You're like, good. Kill her. Good. Kill her. Um, um, do we have any special segments? We've got our usual segments, including our new one, which we'll do last. Um, Great. Hottest adult of the episode. Um, uh, there weren't many adults in this episode, but I think, because it's very funny to me, I want to give it to Melissa and that fucking hair. It's Melissa, so funny. actually, Tori, I think it's Tori DeVito, is her name? Yeah. Like Melissa, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Melissa is probably the only, aside from Mr. Fitz, one of the only adults in this episode. Yeah. And it's an I was going to give it to I her. I will now speak. Mr. Fitz is never allowed to win that award, so I know. By default, and he, Ian Harding is so hot. Oh my god! Like I will say, Mr. Oh. Fitz is hot, and I found him very hot. 
as, still a, do. as a as a young man. I'm going to give hottest today. adult of the episode to the teacher that <laughs> um, relieves Aria of her duty in that like booth. Yes. Oh wait, I have a I have a better hottest adult. I have the best. Well, okay. One. Can I say the reason she's the hottest is because she saved a child that day. Yes, she did. She so did that woman who was like, "I'll take over love," I'm like, "She's hot. She's sexy." Who's your I hottest adult? I actually think that the hottest adult is the the painter who says that he's oh baking a cake. Oh my god! Yes, he's yes. I'll stand yeah. by mine, but like, that's actually the best. That's the best answer. Yeah. He Ugh. gets all the points. He wins. What? Wait. What's the quote? <laughs> what are you doing? Baking a cake. Love it. <laughs> He's perfect. Um, the next one is small yikes of the episode. So we acknowledge that in this whole series, the big yikes is that Ezra and Arya's whole relationship is bad. Um, yeah. We acknowledge that. What are the small yikes? Mine is Mona's transphobia for Me too. Sure. I do think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and who gets a butter... The final segment, who gets a buttercream from Daddy Hastings in this episode? I don't know what the criteria for this is. Like, who would we give the but like a we if I don't know if the criteria is like where Daddy Hastings and we give the buttercream or who would him. I think we'll do that because the alternative is that okay. Daddy, who would Daddy Hastings give the buttercream to? But that's boring. I think I'm going to give the buttercream to Hannah for being a morally sound queen. True. A lot in this episode. She gets a buttercream and you know what? She can eat it guilt free. There was even a scene mm-hmm. I think in this where like, Something stressful happens. I think it's like the Mona Luke scene, Mona, Mona Luca scene, and then they both leave. And then she like eats one tiny thing to denote like, oh, she's stressed. She's eating. Um, so you'll give it to Hannah. I'm going to give, that's a, I also, I'm glad you're giving her a buttercream. I'll Thank give you. my buttercream to Lucas um, for being a cutie. I think he's like such a cutie in this episode. He helps Hannah. He gives her his jacket. Um, yeah, Lucas gets a buttercream that he can watch Hoarders to and play Wii alone on the weekend with his buttercream. We stand. That's episode six. So we're going to take a quick little break. Let's do and it. And then we're going to get into episode seven. Welcome back from the break. We are now going to delve into episode seven, the homecoming hangover. Woo! On uh, on Wikipedia, we have the director Chris Grisma, and this one was written by Tamar Laddie. Uh, on and this came out July twenty two thousand ten, which is exactly eleven years ago yesterday from when we're recording this uh the synopsis is Arya's brother mike doesn't take it very well that his parents are separating which leads to him fighting in school after his mother decides to not watch his game the people that write these really uh are in like year seven as mike and Arya's father will be there okay emily decides to try <laughs> emily decides to try dating maya who writes this hannah and sean make up but she's more interested in Lucas. That's not at all true. That's not like it's, she's just interested. She's just not, 
She's just living her life. Anyway, Spencer and Alex have some fun in the country club's kitchen. At last, A has one more creepy message to deliver to the girls, which makes them assume that Toby might be dead. Sarah Shepard, writer of the Pretty Little Liars book series, makes a special appearance in the episode as a substitute teacher at Rosewood High School. I wrote that down. I didn't know it was Sarah Shepard, but I was like, it was Miss Shepard. And I was like, ooh. This is like a reference to the woman who wrote the books, but it's literally her. That explains the acting. Um, good for her. Good for her. So first I've written that the girl suspect Toby killed Allison. There's a police officer talking to Emily's mum out the front and he tells her that Toby dumped her body off at the hospital and drove away, which is very sus. So that obviously... Mm. He also says, ma'am... Everybody lies. Yeah, that would have been great if they went. Which is a crazy thing to hear from but a But it would have been great if he had said that and then you would have just heard, got a secret when you hit me. Like, can you keep it? Well, this one you save. But I'll lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave. Again, Emily w- wins the car. Something we never hear about again. She won a fucking car. Give it to Hannah. Hannah doesn't have a car right now. Yes. I could really use a car right now. Car right now. Car right now. Um, I will say Emily's mum lying to the policeman over something pretty important like this. I think she lies about like that she knew about Emily and Toby's relationship maybe because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know. She like lies. She's like, oh, I did know that. And I'm like, Mrs. Fields, Pam, if you're nasty. Um, you shouldn't lie about this. You are too proud. Pam doesn't do a good job in this episode. Uh, yeah, she no. says Pam. The police officer says her jobs. boyfriend dropped her off, and she's the boy who dropped her off. Blah blah blah. And she said Ben would never do that. He's like Ben. Mm. Who's Ben? And she's like Emily's boyfriend. He's like, ma'am, Toby Cavanaugh went with her to homecoming. Mm. She's like, oh, I knew that. I just forgot. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, don't be too like, no. If this was really, really serious, you would want to be like, I don't know this. To-. Like, no. I don't know. She's too proud. She's she like, is. the people will talk. Then we finally um, have a breakthrough in communication because Hannah finally tells Emily that she got the picture from A of Emily and Maya kissing. So she's like, you can open up to me. I know about this and I support you and I want you to, you know, just be who you are. And it's a great supportive. As I said, I wish she'd done that two episodes ago. But like, we all take our time and good for Hannah. Yeah. And then Emily says the line about herself and her family, Mr. and Mrs. Military and their perfect daughter. And I hate Woof. It. Woof. Um, and then is it like the intro? I don't know when like the intro happens. I think it happens soon after there because then next okay. week, Spencer is showing up at Alex's work at the club. Like that's also not insane. The wealth divide and the privilege of Spencer is very clear in this episode. In the last episode, it's clear, but in this one, it's crystal clear. Her thinking she can stay in the kitchen at the club and being told by, like, staff to get out because she's violating health codes um, is, like, full-on privilege that she's like, no, I'm not doing anything. It's fine. I'm like, get out of the kitchen. Have you ever worked in hospitality? Get out of there. And then there's a scene later where she shows up and is with Alex and it's just the two of them. And he's like, all right, if you're going to help. And she's like, I'll help you with whatever you're doing. He's like, if you're going to help me, you put on a hairnet. 
and she very lazily scoops it on top of her head and then yeah. scoops the hair underneath and all this hair is falling out of it. She's not That's she, when she's like defeats the purpose. Cuz he's like he blows off the date. This is later, but I'm getting into it now. He blows yeah. off the date eventually. Um and she's she tells Emily or someone like, "Oh, he says he has to work." And Emily's like, "That seems like a fair reason." And she goes, "Clubs not open on Mondays." And it's like just because the place isn't open doesn't mean they don't do food prep. Yeah. Doesn't mean they don't clean. You don't but know she doesn't Spencer because she doesn't you don't work know there. about those things happening because she's always had other people do it for her because she is wealthy. And you deserve to have a devil horn painted on you in a cupboard in the club change room. Which we find out about later. Um, we'll get to later. Anyway, um, Aria leaving, I don't know if I'm jumping, Aria leaving a voicemail on Ezra's home phone is risky as hell aria doesn't understand that she can put this man in prison and she should yeah but doing that will speed up that him process. going to prison absolutely i have written here emily had a mild concussion why is everyone acting like she's on death's door everyone's True. coming to a house being like emily oh my god are you okay i mean fair enough to care about your friend but they're even behaving there's a scene where jenna shows up to talk to Emily and the way that they've directed it, she opens her eyes. And it's like all fuzzy as if she's like coming out of a coma. Mm. She was concussed yesterday. She's fine now. Um, and basically in that moment, Jenna is asking about the file. And once again, Emily is more open that with an enemy than her actual mm. friends and set tells Jenna that the girls have the file. And won't tell her friends anything about her life. It doesn't it's make any sense. End. It's classic. I've written, we love Lucas's crush on Hannah. Oh, my God. Is oh this at the God. photo shoot? Yes. And then the moment, oh, my God, there's a moment where, because basically instead of taking photos at the prom, they have to come to school the next day in their outfit with their makeup completely redone, which sounds psychotic. Um, and she, she grabs the crown. She's like, is this a crown? It's so tiny. And it has yeah. big uh, Mean Girls uh, <gasps> vibes, you know? I got such a big Mean Girls vibe from this 100%. Share it. And she breaks it. And the, and the I thought she goes, was oh. um, going to do that. I love the photo. This photo shoot scene is really fun. I think anything with Lucas in this season is just like, immediately really fun um sean is in like giant basketball shorts and then like a tux on top and he's like oh let me get a photo of like the queen sitting like hannah sitting on sean's knee and i'm like he's not wearing pants and then lucas is like i can photoshop pants on you i'm like he answered my question lucas is king he answered my question yes he is i've written here cam is being a real cunt (laughs) mum. Because she takes away Emily's... Emily's, like, stuck in bed away from her friends because of a concussion. And Pam's like, my daughter lied to me about... I don't know who the boy she's seeing is. And I think this boy is dangerous. So I'm going to take away her communication from other people. What? Yeah, Pam is not a great parent. No, I agree. I, I I feel for Emily for having, like... She's hot. She's got a hot mom. She does. Oh, my God. She has great arms. Ugh. The Michelle Obama hoopsed. Michelle Obama hoopsed. Bold statement, because uh, it's, I think, a really big plot. Um, 
I do not give a flying fuck about Arya and her parents. I don't care. I'm so over it. Mike is annoying. Everyone get over it and Ella should divorce Byron. Get over it. Get, o- get over it. It sucks. It does. No disrespect to anyone who has experienced divorce. But no. we have <laughs> no. a murder to solve. I think, yes. It's Rosewood. within the context of the show of like, Arya's literally like with a... A, a, a pedophile take like he's Arya is with a man who is grooming her and also there's like a killer on the loose and Ali is dead there's so much I guess like I don't know like Arya like let's solve the murder instead of like moping about your parents and unless then, it's that you're just sad that your mum is sad because we cause love Holly fair. Marie Combs yeah and we hate Byron sorry Chad Lowe but anyway I just like I just don't care like every time there's an Aria scene about her family I'm like I don't I'm so sorry boo but it's enough from Wabra then we cut to um from from the Genesine Emily has learned that she can they, that she needs to help Jenna and give Jenna the file so she texts the girls and is like don't uh, she texts the girls and is like, don't destroy the file. At this very moment, because she's not had her phone, remember? So it just coincides mm-hmm. with the exact moment that Aria, Spencer, and Hannah. Hannah. My brain stopped. I was about to say Ezra. Aria, Spencer, and Hannah are going to a creek to burn the file. And they're going to burn mean it. Mean Creek. I mean, oh, Mean Creek, R.I.P. Josh Peck. reference that only you and I love to make. <laughs> We've made it mean many Greek. times recently. <laughs> um, Google Mean Creek, everyone. It's it's real sad. Just only if you want to handle sadness. Um, and they're having this fight about it and mid the fight, which I like. Hannah points the difference out. Hannah points out the difference between her... <laughs> And Spencer's stealing. She admits that she stole the sunglasses. All this stuff is telling the girls, mm. we need to get rid of this file because I cannot have any more trouble with the law because the mm-hmm. consequences of me stealing sunglasses, you know, is dire for me and Ashley, my future. Her versus... mum, Ashley Marin, can't suck and fuck her way through the Rosewood Police Department. No. Every time that she Hannah can't. makes a mistake. As much as the Rosewood While Police I would Department love, we'd would love, love to that, see it. And we would love to see it. Absolutely. I would um, have a spinoff. Of oh, just her sucking and fucking. Just her sucking. A, p- a porn spinoff. <laughs> I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Make it happen. Hollywood. Let's pitch it to I, Marlene King. Okay. Yes. Um, more like um, I- but yeah, I really like, and again, Hannah is our every woman. Exactly. And so she points out that that would be the situation. That's the situation if she gets in more trouble versus Spencer, whose parents are encouraging her to steal and saying, as long as you win, it doesn't matter because yes. of her privilege. A great thing to be pointing out as we... Uh, hammering that into Spencer's storyline these episodes. Also, and, if someone leaves, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, and then at that very moment, Arya makes the decision, which she should never, because she's very bad at making fucking decisions, to grab True. the file and throw it in the creek and goes, there, it's done. Yes. Can we leave now? So stupid. And, and at that say, exact moment, we get the text from Emily saying, do not destroy the file. Yes, because Emily has been calling, I think, Spencer's phone, which is in the car. car. Which is one of our first really stupid car-based decisions in this show, which is oh. like you park on the side of a road near a creek or like a mountain. Mean Creek. Mean Creek. And then you leave your phone in there or you leave the windows open or you leave the door open. Yeah. And I'm like, take your phone with you. 
Anyway. Uh, my next um, note just says, Emily is a fucking idiot. I don't know what it's in reference to, but it is what I believe. My next note is, the devil has a name and it's Toby, which is Spencer. <laughs> and I'm like, just you wait. Absolutely. Just you wait to see how devilish she can be. Uh, but yeah, she says it about Toby and it's very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, next um, we also, see... Actually, uh, one more thing about that scene with um, Hannah and Spencer and them com- Hannah comparing herself. I will say, <laughs> Hannah got off super easy for stealing and crashing a car. I will yeah. say. She's like, now I have to work in a dental office. I'm like, that's pretty good and i don't think your mom did suck and fuck her way to this one like i think no. i mean she your did boyfriend... suck and fuck her dad to make hannah and then hannah made that decision so ultimately true you could say in a way she did there is always a suck and fuck in this town that's what it's built on there's always time for a suck and fuck anyway that's my one thing there i because i'm like fully team hannah in that way but i was like i mean even you got off pretty easy for stealing a whole car and like crashing it yeah and if we're going to talk privilege uh, they are both white women in a very wealthy society of Pennsylvania. We're not, uh, you know, we're not we're not seeing them have real struggles compared to people in uh, different circumstances. So let's remember that. Because I think next we get like, yeah, Aria, because she's so used to walking into um, Mr. Fitz's office alone. She walks in and this teacher's probably like, oh, my God, what is the student doing here? It's Sarah Shepard. Shout out. Which is cool. Good for her. Yep, yep. Um, um, I've also written Sean sending flowers to Arya as silly and gross. And then yeah. Mike gets into a fight. We don't give a shit. Uh, oh, I don't care about Mike. No. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, um, then Lucas opens up about Ali bullying him. Um, and then Hatter says this line, which I completely disagree with, which is when she, being Ali, wanted to when she wanted to, she could make someone feel really special. No. No, she couldn't. She's actually so boring. No. She's just mean. Yeah. I don't know who she made. Well, I no, I actually, no, I do get it. Um, I was listening to Las Culturistas. I was, like, catching up on Las Culturistas, the podcast. We and stand. I was listening to, um, One of the best we podcasts. We love it. We do stand. On the planet. <laughs> I was listening to um, Busy Phillips' episode, which is so good. And she talks about like narcissists and how when a narcissist turns their gaze to you, you feel um, like so important. And it's not what you think when you think of a narcissist. And I think that's very Allison, who's a narcissist. Yeah. But if, yeah. So when Allison gives you the time of day, you feel like nothing else matters, I think. And I was like listening to that episode last night being like, oh, yeah, this is like, I don't know. That's very this true. This ties in. Just back to, like, Spencer trespassing. Um, I wrote, like, when they're like, here's a hairnet. And I'm like, wow, Spencer's first job. (laughs) The the boss, I will say the boss says, I'll be lying in a puddle of my own waste and leaves. (laughs) And I was like. Cut to that. Let us see that. And I was like, show me, give me this (laughs) spinoff of, like, the head chef of the club. Lying in his own waist? I love oh, it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I don't know if I jumped. I don't know if I... I feel like I'm. that's a, a jump. No, that's the right point because that's when Spencer discovers the bitch board as Alex That's what it, I... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is the moment where we see in this closet in the, like, 
back storage room of this kitchen yeah. at the club. They've got pictures of all the club members with like little speech bubbles saying things and things drawn on. And I would just like to point out, so as you said, Spencer's is that she has a little goatee and horns. <laughs> and they show our, they show the one for Melissa for a moment and it just has a speech bubble and says, I'm pretty in it. I would so rather <laughs> be Melissa than Spencer. Yeah, but also... I would love to be known for being like, I'm pretty and not the fucking devil with a goatee. But it's so funny to be like, fuck her. She thinks she's pretty. Like, what? Yes. And it's like, she is pretty. And also, Alex says, your your picture was never there before. I've never seen yours there before. So you could have the theory, Uh. Melissa is A and wrote that. And he's like, well, I'm pretty. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what's like the worst thing about me? I would say that it's that I'm pretty. And other people are jealous of it. Sometimes I sing too beautifully. Sometimes my hair is too high. Uh, my um, next note is Aria using Ezra's spare key is psychotic. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Wait, no. I have a note on that. But first, I just have to say just on that scene with Spencer, I like that she's on the board for being like a snob. Mm-hmm. And then she stops working after her like one hour shift because she found out people think she's a snob. Rather than helping. So she's like, up. I'm going. And I'm like, cool. You're kind of proving the point of this board. Emily apologizing to Myra is nice. <laughs> and then I wrote, I kind of wish Arya's parents would just get divorced, TBH. Okay, yes. So Arya yes. going to Ezra's apartment is like always a no, especially Sketchy. when it's unannounced. It's like he could be in there with whoever. Like you are trying to put this man in prison and yeah. I'm glad. And she uses he his keeps the key. key. He keeps it under the mat. He deserves to be robbed. (laughs) He deserves to be burgled. Yeah, he does. Putting your spare key, like, right under the mat. Insane. I told myself to not say insane, but I'm saving my, like, one insane for, like, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, Then she overhears that he's going for another job. In New York City, yeah. Which is like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because someone leaves him a voicemail. She hears it at the time that she walks in. Uh, I've also written here, Sean's being a real cuck this episode. (laughs) I wrote, Sean hates snowboarding turkey like an asshole. Because like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. Hannah shows him, she's like, he's like, what are you doing, work? And she's like, no, watch this. And it's just like a turkey snowboarding. It's a funny video that she watched with Lucas. Yes, and he doesn't like it. And she's like, like, it's dumb, it's stupid. What an asshole. And I was like, it's a bad video. I'm Team Sean. No. Um, And the music player, when he's like, put on some music, and then she puts on like the music player. And And he's so so passive aggressive. And he's like, could could it be a little quieter? (laughs) He's he's big cuck energy. Oh, and then, okay. We forgot to mention. Alex and Spencer salsa dancing. Gross. Hate it. Okay, and they make so out aggressively. Spencer, one, they have like a slow-mo dip for Spencer when he dips her. She actually doesn't deserve this man. No. Alex is wonderful. Alex is beautiful. The ragman is gorgeous. But. Oh, no. Yeah. Alexander But, ragman. oh, trivia. Um, Diego Bonita, who, who plays Alex, the song that's playing, which is gorgeous. He sings it. 
beautiful. The song that's playing when they're doing the little dance is sung by him. Because he's like a singer in real life. And I'm like, yeah. that's hot. That's gorgeous. He's from Rock of Ages. He's from something else. 90210. That's right. And he plays a singer in 90210. And in Rock of um, Ages. Although did you them watch dancing, 90210? No. Oh, not all of it, but parts of it, yes. Like the first season, I think. Oh, uh, that's the best. Okay. It's the best season. Um, um, but it's so cringy. The dancing is... Because uh, knowing that Spencer is bad at it and just seeing that she kind of doesn't know what she's doing makes me want to throw up. It's hard to watch and it's hard to behold, but mm. he's hot. Um, Next. Then we have a very special music moment, which is still botched, but we have an amazing music moment by the one and only Ow Missy Higgins. Higgins. Oh, and it's Where I Stood by Missy Higgins. Where I Stood. But it makes sense contextually for it what's does. happening because what's happening is Ella is moving out of the Montgomery household. When that song plays. Yes. And so I was not concentrating and I did not. I thought she was just sulking. <laughs> no, she's, um, she's moving out. Haley gets her shit. wish. Uh, the parents are breaking <laughs> up. <laughs> I get my wish to break up all family. families. <laughs> I'm anti-family. Anti-fam. I am um, the opposite of Dom Toretto from Fast and the Furious and the opposite of Vin Diesel's iconic character. I am not La Familia. I actually am very La Familia. You are actually, yeah. I, I, but anyway, in this context, I do want to split up all these families. Uh, I will say, just on that thing we were talking about of how contextually this song really works, that to me is like the floor of PLL's music moments, which we've spoken about because they'll pick lyrics over tone. So they're like, oh, this song is about like where you stand. So let's like pick that. Um, but the emotion doesn't translate if you're not listening to the lyrics. Yeah. Whereas like other shows like The OC and Gossip Girl were good at being like, here's like a random song. Like, I don't know, the famous New Year's episode of The OC where in season one, um, which is like the song called Dice. And it's like nothing to do with Dice, but it's an iconic <laughs> moment. When and it's like Ryan bursts through and it's like, dice. nothing can't compare. To when you wrote and like Sandy and Kirsten are like swinging. It's anyway. My point is, PLL has never had a good music moment, and, and they if you want one of those. Watch the OC. <laughs> Everyone, I'm so like this should be. I'm so pro the. I don't know why I keep comparing. Pro them, C. But I'm, so like, I'm pro C. Uh, my next note is Toby crashed bike. <laughs> Toby crashed. crashed. Bike. bike. This is great acting from our Tamman Sursock. Oh, weeps. Because she has not been uh, acting very well. I feel and like also, Jen is a hard character. Th- up until this point, we've never seen her eyes. She's acting minus eyes. Imagine how hard that she is. She is. So she's doing a great job. Um, Toby Crash Bike, she's really sad about it. And also, you're only allowed to talk about it in that way. Toby Crash Bike. Um, Toby Crash Bike. Toby Crash Bike. Um, and then my next note is, we love Spencer acknowledging her privilege. At some point, mm. she must do that. Um, and then we have uh, the last message from A for the episode, which is to Emily. She gets a text that says, thanks for getting Toby out of my way, A. That's a good ending. That's a good, That's ending. A good ending. Because you're like, oh, it wasn't Toby. Exactly. And then we have a little epilogue, which is someone going to the creek and picking up the file that Arya very these, fucking stupidly threw into the creek. These documents would be ruined, by the way. 
they're in like perfect condition down at Mean Creek and they <laughs> down at Josh Peck's Mean Creek. You know why they're um, in perfect con- condition? Because they find them floating on top of Josh Peck's bloated, <laughs> dead, drowned body. <laughs> Oh, and God, that these, was the point of the movie. The re- these references are really for no one but us. They're just, you know what? Hey. Let us ha- this live. This is for us. Let um, us li- you know what? Let us live. But um, now, actually, this po- this kind of puts the first... Remember the last post scene that we were when they were changing the population? We're saying it means nothing. My favourite. Maybe yeah. what it means is that Toby died in that crash. <gasps> or it's making us assume that. That's true. Hmm. That's a good, I think that's you working hard to justify. (laughs) I think that's like you giving them more credit than they deserve. But you're right, because I was like, no one dies in the next episode, but you are correct that Toby is in a crash. I feel like this is also the beginning of like every episode, someone gets in an accident and then it's like, did they die? Well, we can't forget Toby crashed bike. Toby crashed bike. Bike. Ever heard of it? Um, So that's. I just want to say. Oh, you go. One thing I noticed in this episode is there's a lot of trios. The girls are barely ever mm, in a four in this in episode. Recovering from her mild concussion. Yeah, there's just a lot of... But then I think there might be a scene with like Hannah, Aria and Emily. Like there's just a lot of trios and not... Quads. The whole <laughs> Foursomes? Um, anyway. Love it. That's my observation. Uh, who do you give hot adult of the week to? Who are the who was in this epi- who was in this episode? Um, I think Sarah Shepard should get it because she we, none of this would be possible if she hadn't written books about this. That's true. You give okay. You give it to Sarah Shepard. I'm gonna give it to the boss who said he'll be lying in a puddle of his own waste <laughs> just to boost his self esteem. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but I do agree that probably Sarah Shepard. Um, my small yikes is the key under the mat. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine too. Absolutely. And who would you like to give your buttercream to? I think, no, I think I just wanted to give my buttercream because I'm Daddy Hastings and I have the buttercream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would like to give my buttercream to Alex because he's a good boy mm-hmm. and I approve of him and I love him. I would like to give... My buttercream <laughs> as Daddy Hastings for this mm-hmm. moment in time to the person in the kitchen who says you're violating like a thousand <gasps> health codes right now because it's the only person that's had any common sense for the whole show so far. I thought you were going to say you're going to give it to the man who says he'll be in a bottle of his own way. Well, you know what? Give it to both of them. Get, let them split it in half. They're at the same workplace. They can have it together in their work break. I can't wait for the buttercream thing because I feel like I feel like the buttercream thing does not come back. No, I don't think it does. Ever, even though he says it 80 times. Um, in one They sentence. can't wait as... Or if people jump in for just particular episodes to be like, what is this buttercream? Anyway, that's what I can't wait for it to lose its connection to the show and become something new entirely, and become a whole thing. We can make merch. I want to one day make merch out of the buttercream. All right, first match. They, they, you've heard it. You've heard it here first. Who gets a buttercream from Daddy Hastings? Um, <laughs> these were good episodes. Now I feel like we've hit like PLL has hit its stride. Yes, the next few episodes are vital. We're dancing. You can't see. 
Yeah, no, I just realized I was like, I was shaking my tits because um, <laughs> I was excited. And then I forgot this is a not a visual medium. Sad. Sad for everyone but me who can see the Tata swinging. They're swinging. I'm in a burly sports bra, so they're really not moving at all. That was wonderful. They were, that was really, really fun. That was. Is there any trivia? No, the only trivia is about um, Alex being this, like, singing that song. Yeah, and Sarah Shepard being in the episode. Those are and Sarah Shepard, that's the other, yeah. Moments. Amazing. Well, this has been a lovely episode. Love you, Haley. Love everyone listening. I Thank love you, so you Ash. I hope I love everyone listening. I, I hope, hope I love, love everyone us. listening too. <laughs> I hope I love you all. I don't know. I'm still figuring uh, no it I do. out. If you're listening, I do love you. I hope everyone takes away the most important thing from this, which is Toby Crash Bike. <laughs> Toby Crash Bike. I think you were going to say close your damn blinds. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, that. But also, like, yeah, yeah, we need to remember yeah. Toby Crash Bike. If, if, if it's nighttime and your blinds are open, fucking close them. Emily, My especially. My blinds are open and night has fallen. Oh, hypocrite. It's 6.07 in Melbourne. PM, like 6 or 7 p.m. Night has fallen and I should, but it's just my backyard. But A could be watching. Exactly. You never know. I have an interesting life. Maybe A is watching me. <gasps> Better not be. Leave my friend alone. I just want A to notice me. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Stop paying attention to me. Uh, for those who can't see, Haley's saying that, but with like a little winky kind of like <laughs> sexy look in <laughs> her got, eye. like my hand just fully like. <laughs> yeah. Well. I hope you all get a buttercream. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Callin' Out All. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at call.an.adult as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Hayley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget... Shut Shut your your damn blinds! See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.